Welcome to the Infinite Kaleidoscope, a space where we talk to creatives about being creative. I'm your host, Kristen Kofer. I really love Octavio Paz. He's one of my favorite poets, and he has this really short one. It's called Live Interval. Live Interval. Lightning or fishes in the night of the sea, and birds lightning in the forest night. Our bones are lightning in the night of the flesh. O world, all is night. Life is the lightning. This is Mandy Rosenberg coming to you from inside the infinite kaleidoscope. Mandy Rosenberg is an Oakland, California-based acupuncturist, friend to all animals, lover of nature, and my friend too. Mandy is the first person I ever received acupuncture from, and that experience was quite profound in my own healing journey. I wanted to talk to Mandy about her path as a healer, and of course, more. Enjoy. My name is Mandy. I am an acupuncturist working in Oakland, California. I've been a healer in the Bay Area for almost 11 years now. I live here with my two furry friends. Just um, excited to chat today. So when I first tried acupuncture, I went to Emperor's College down in Los Angeles and Santa Monica. They have a school there and it was affordable. So I was able to get treatments and the woman who encouraged me to become an acupuncturist, she was in her last semester of school there. So when you go and see a student in the school clinic, they usually have a supervisor that's overseeing everything. And her supervisor just happened to be the man who had started the school. And he was this older Korean gentleman and that was usually like meditating on a hill somewhere. Nobody could ever get a hold of him kind of thing. He just wasn't really around. But then she was like, it's funny, every time your appointment is happening, somehow he shows up and he's here. I saw him just a few times, but it, it was one of those un, like unspeakable, hard to talk about moments, but just a moment in time where he just said the right things to me at the right time. And it was like, you should study acupuncture. And it was just this weird kind of light bulb moment where I was like, why me? He was asking me all these different questions and something just kind of clicked for me. I was like, maybe I should, maybe I could do this. You know, that was just one of those moments in time where you're like getting a message from your spirits or guides or whatever you want to call them. Hey, shift your path this way. This is the way you got to go. Mandy listens to her intuition and does go. She packs up her life and heads north to the Bay Area and enrolls in acupuncture school. I met Mandy a lot later, when she was working in the community acupuncture world. I asked her to tell me more about her patient relationships and journey. I worked in a community clinic in Alameda, and I worked there for a little over seven years, and I was clinic managing for a while. And so, yeah, I built up a patient base connected to that clinic. But yes, I had many regular ongoing relationships with patients that I had seen for many, many years. And, and still some of those folks, a lot of those folks 
have come over to see me in my private practice. And it's been really nice. And a lot of those relationships, like with you, have continued not just within treating, but as a friendship, which I really value. It's been really beautiful and lovely. I value that too, because it feels really special when you trust someone with your body, which I do with you. Thank you. (laughs) When you find your person, that's worth it. When you find your person, it is worth it. I especially feel that way in regards to people I work with in all capacities. It feels good to have that trust with Mandy. That's an interesting thing, you know, just being in tune with somebody's body and as their body shifts and as I've shifted as a healer and the way I practice and knowing what's comfortable for one person and how that's different for another person. So it's really nice to hear how the treatments shift and adjust for the person. And and sometimes, you know, with acupuncture, it's working on a very deep level. So you might have one treatment where you're like, wow, that totally shifted things. Or, you know, if it's a more chronic long-term issue, it takes a few sessions or it might take regular treatment for a while because we're working really at the deepest level with the parasympathetic nervous system. And, you know, so it's like subtle changes and it's nice to see how my patients have grown and shifted and how they utilize it Because really, it's not about me. It's about how the medicine is showing up in their body and how it works for them. And it's it's energetic medicine. It's tapping into blood flow and oxygenation. And so it can shift a lot. And it it really is how you approach it. (laughs) Yeah, I think with all care, it's just finding what works. You know, it works really well for me, but it might not for someone else. I wanted to ask for anyone who's maybe curious about acupuncture, Maybe they're afraid of needles. Do you have any advice for first-time people? Yeah, I think the most important thing to keep in mind is there are many different styles of treatment. There's many different types of practitioners, just like when you see a doctor or when you see a chiropractor or whatever. So, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket with one person. I think it's good to try different people and see what you resonate with and, and how they needle or how you fit like their energy with yours. And I think like the whole needle phobia is, you know, I didn't love needles either. When I first got it, I was really nervous about it. And then I did it. And it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, they're tiny hair thin needles. It's really not that big of a deal. They go in very shallowly, unless there's like a specific treatment that's going a little deeper. There's many different styles, but me personally, where I went to school in Berkeley, we, we had a heavy Japanese influence, which is very gentle touch. It's all about painless needling. And you can get the chi without having to make somebody really uncomfortable. And even if you do feel it, it might be a little sore, a little achy or a little warm or tingly for a few minutes, and then it goes away. And then it's this really nice feeling of like, you can actually feel blood moving in your body. You can feel things shifting. And some people have like, really wild, cool, little tiny dreams when they're taking their Aki nap. And I love hearing about that. And it's very gentle. And if you have an experience where let's say it wasn't the greatest, try somebody else. I think it's interesting. I'll get a treatment and I'm great for what X amount of time or something. And then, like I said, all of a sudden it's, Oh, I need to go in and it feels like a reset or a recalibration or something. Yeah, no, it really is. And and especially when you're dealing with hormonal stuff, for sure. That's the kind of thing where it's like, look, you know, that's a lifelong process. So you need to have regular things in check. 
to help you support that. And anything that's chronic or ongoing, I usually recommend people just make acupuncture part of the regular regimen, just regular maintenance, immune support, especially right now, obviously, and just for stress. You don't have to have anything wrong necessarily. And at the same time, acupuncture can treat many, many things. And there's certain things, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, maybe acupuncture isn't for that. Not to say that it's the be all end all for everything, but it is one huge piece of the picture that I really feel like is just keeping your own body working and functioning well on its own, you know, and that's so important, just especially as we age and, you know, even for young people, there's just so much stress and toxins in our environment. So we have to constantly work against that. experienced my first ever panic attack on my 37th birthday. Before this moment, I was a person that was always on the go, always doing something. I worked a full-time job and then pursued my photography dream most of the other hours. All those years leading up to the panic attack, I was really lucky and never had experienced any real health issues. And this is how I met Mandy. A friend had recommended acupuncture My first session was in the community setting, and that's where Mandy worked. The way I felt after that first time was life-changing. I had one of those moments where life looked new and vibrant, and I knew that I could eventually get better. On my own healing journey, I've continued to regularly do acupuncture, and I've also formed a friendship with Mandy. This past July, I turned 40, and I was really worried about it. I don't know why. It just felt like such a monumental age, and it caused me to feel all the feelings. Mandy, being a few years ahead, just a few, really helped me in my transition to this new decade. Mandy, will you tell us some of your thoughts on being a woman and aging? Oh, I'd love to. You and I have talked about this a lot. So I think turning 40, it's, it is such a huge thing. Any of the big birthdays like that, it's been just culturally, there's so much around it, right? And especially for women, it's really annoying, but it's like, you know, there's still this old school idea that as you age, like you're losing some sort of grace or some sort of mystique or magic, or I don't know. And I don't believe any of that at all. But it's hard as a woman not to have that in the back of your head, these little voices that you know, or screaming at you about your gray hairs and your 11s and your forehead and your sunspots and all these fun things that happen. Every day, I feel like something will appear and you're like, was that there before? Yeah, (laughs) it's like the fun new puzzle. I think it's more this feeling of this halfway point in your life. Let's say if the average person lives to 80, it's this feeling of, whoa, half of my life has passed. That is a trippy thing. And you think, wait, I'm 40 or whatever, mid forties, my insights, like, yes, I've shifted, but I still feel youthful or this or that. And it's just this funny thing where you're like, okay, what do I want? What do I want the next half of my life to look like? And, and there's so much, obviously capitalism instills into our head of what have you done? What have you accomplished? How much money have you made all this, you know, junk? That's just ridiculous you know but like I said you can't help but have those little voices in your head even if you're reprogramming it and trying to like retrain yourself not to think that way but I think as a woman also there's all the like physical stuff that comes along with it and then your parents are aging and 
whatever yeah. your relationship and dynamic with them is. I think for me, it's been this process in my forties in the last few years of really looking at ways that my ancestors and my mother especially live in me and in the ways that, okay, what does that mean for me? And what needs to be healed and what patterns need to be shifted and how much have I done that? And now, I don't know, it's wild. We just see things from a whole different place. And it's great because I know myself better than I ever have, but I still have all the same insecurities and all the same stupid brain talk. That doesn't go away, but I think you just hopefully make more spaciousness for it and, and allow for the changes to shift. It's the blessing of being more aware and knowing you're better, but it's also, it's hard. There is a lot you have to release and let go of and be okay with. And yeah, it's a trippy thing. It's wild. And I think being in the healing arts has been really cool in that way because I have treated so many different people, especially women, like at different ages in their life and in their hormone cycle. And it's been really helpful for me to see that and be able to hold space and also be like, okay, now I know what that feels like. Now I really honor and respect and just encompass it better in my life because I've really seen all the different phases. And I really appreciate the wisdom of older ladies. I mean, I love hanging out with them. I love thinking about how as we age, we are allowed to mourn the parts of us that shift. I wanted to know where Mandy wants to go from here. I started my private practice in the summer of 2020. I really want to work with animals. I volunteer at Oakland Animal Services once a week. And it just makes my heart so happy. And I love all furry friends. And so I want to move my practice towards working with humans and animals. That's my dream. I'm just really looking forward to being able to be back in community again with people, like whether it be going to a show or just being able to gather and have dinner. I really miss that. I miss that too. Yeah, that's just so important at any stage in your life. But I think especially in your 40s, like it's really important to have that community and connection. I mean, obviously we have to readjust to this virus being with us now, but yeah, I just hope that we really take the lessons of what it means to be responsible for each other and the land and animals. And I really hope that we learn from this time and not just go back into the norms. It'll be interesting to see where we go from here. So I think for me, it's like really making sure, you know, my home feels safe and good and my community is close by. And yeah, I'd really, uh, I'd love to have a garden. Me too. (laughs) Did you want to share a ritual or advice or anything like that of how you've been coping through all of this weirdness? A really nice ritual is just taking time to write in the morning, just giving myself that moment of quiet before I get into the hustle of what I need to do. And just like sitting in my kitchen, the sunshine coming in and just centering a bit. And I, I like to pull tarot cards, just to advice from my guides and spirits and so forth. And that's been really helpful for me. And the biggest thing that really keeps me grounded more than anything and makes my heart feel okay and open is just being in nature, going for walks, going for hikes. You know, right now it's so beautiful because it's been raining so much. 
and the Oakland Hills are so pretty and green and it's been just so glorious going out for hikes up in the redwoods. I just love it. I love it up here. That's my church. I've recently been having some troubles with stress and sleeping. I think lots of us have. Mandy shared with me some of her favorite teas, which I thought might be helpful for you too. So some of my favorites, if you're having issues with insomnia or just stress or having a hard time calming your nervous system, I love lemon balm tea. Lemon balm is great. Oat tops can really help too. That combination is really nice for sleep and stress. Nettle is wonderful. It supports the adrenals and these are all herbal teas. So you can drink them at night and nettle's good for allergies, all kinds of things. And it's high in minerals, which a lot of times people don't realize they're mineral deficient and that leads to irregular sleep cycles as well. So that can be helpful. I love rose or rosehip tea or chamomile is great. And then I like to put a little, I use, I was telling Kristen earlier, Passion flower tincture is excellent for calming the nervous system. Or if you wake up in the middle of the night, you've got that like racing mind, like have it next to your bed, drop it in a glass of water or tea. I like to have it before bed and clove is nice, a little clove. And of course, elderberry, good for the immune system. But yeah, those are my favorite go-tos. And rosehip is nice for dreams too. I have one last sentence for you, Kristen, since we're in the lover's year in tarot, which is really beautiful. It's all about finding the love within yourself and outside of yourself and seeing it in the world. And I've been reading this book lately by Terry Tempest Williams. It's called Erosion, Essays of Undoing. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not. She's great. She writes a lot about nature and the desert. She's from Utah area. And it's a book of just essays having to do with what's happening in our changing environmental issues, but also just the beauty of the land and how to live in the landscape of change that we're in. This one sentence just spoke to me in one of her essays. It just makes sense for why the nature walks and what keeps my spirit aligned. She says, the wealth of a day in wildness is measured in increments of awe. And I just think that's so beautiful. Say it one more time. The wealth of a day in wildness is measured in increments of awe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just reminding to find these tiny little moments of beauty around us because this is a rough time. So just taking those moments in when you can. It's hard to do that sometimes. It is. It's challenging for sure. Thank you for that reminder. For people in the Bay Area, how could they find you if they want to get treated by you? The best way to get a hold of me is go to my website. Um, It's www.mandyrose.net. And you could book appointments through there. or My email's on there if you have any specific questions about anything. My clinic space is by Lake Merritt in the Grand Lakes Theater. Uh, So that's the best way. You can always email me anytime, ask me questions. Do you have any final words you want to say to anyone who's listening? Thank you for having me on. It's, it's always wonderful to talk to you. Um, I'm excited to expand as a healer, and I hope that I can help anybody else that's wanting to explore acupuncture or Chinese medicine and is nervous about it or scared. I'm here. I'm happy to 
you know, answer any questions and hopefully we can all get to a place of more inner harmony so we can just be kinder to each other in this rough time. Thank you, Mandy Rosenberg, for your insights and knowledge. I hope we can be kinder to each other, too. If you are in the Bay Area, I highly recommend Mandy's Healing Services. Her website is in the show notes, and if you do have any questions about acupuncture, please do reach out to Mandy. She will get back to you. Besides being a gifted healer, Mandy also has great taste in music and made us a playlist to go along with this episode, which is linked in the show notes as well. Thank you for spending time with me today in the Infinite Kaleidoscope podcast. I'm a one-woman production, and putting these shows together is giving me great joy. Stay tuned as we continue our year, one day at a time, and talk to more creatives, too. That was just one of those moments in time where you're, like, getting a message from your spirits or guides or whatever you want to call them. Hey, shift your path this way. This is the way you got to go. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.